This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes' high-stakes hell missions are underway. Butthole and Juniper rigged the God Prom's election. Quinny is facing off against Bucky inside the archive while Reginald attacks a guard. And Captain Plantier attacks the God Prom's final battle. What the ever-loving fuck could happen now? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Quinny, you leap back as the uh, the blast hits the ground in front of you, uh, and uh, you you see now uh, Bucky emerging from uh, from the the sort of upper uh, tiers of the library. Um, and uh, with him, you can see several other uh, people who seem to be wearing. Um, uh, the same sort of uh, cloak that Bucky's wearing. <clears throat> it seems to be kind of of that same gray-white that we've seen on uh, in all the other designs down here. Um, so very much an Apple Store kind of kind of look. Uh, he looks a little bit like an extra from a bad sci-fi movie uh, in it. Um, but sure enough, there are other people stepping out. Um, they're wearing um, uh, various uh, Commedia masks. So think like the very the many faces of Hexadecimal in Reboot. Um, so just kind of ah. like some are smiling, some are crying, some are laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, many faces, if you will. Um, and uh, right. <laughs> they, uh, they they sort of begin to emerge uh, from, uh, from the archive. Uh, some of them are holding books. Um, some of them are readying weapons. Uh, but it would seem that uh, Bucky has an entourage. <clears throat> what do you do? Uh, how many uh, in all are there? So on the ground floor, uh, there are three. Um, on the second floor, you've got Bucky kind of in the central area. Um, I guess we we'll use north, south, east, west for, for ease of this. Uh, so Bucky's in the north. Um, you're standing at uh, you're standing on level one south wall which is the entrance. Um, and then on the third floor, you've got uh, two more guys. So in total, you've got five plus Bucky. Okay. Two on the higher level. Yeah. So highest level, you've got uh, enemies on the uh, east and west. 
banisters, uh, okay. balcony. Sorry, on the the east and west sides of the balcony. Uh, on floor two, you've got Bucky on the north, and on floor one, uh, ground floor, which is where you are, you've got uh, north, west, and east. You are standing on south. Um, I uh, I say, uh, uh, Bucky. What are, you, what are you talking about? Now I have to die. That's no. We we can go home. Uh no. I I'm sorry, Mister Quinny. Uh, that's that's not in my contract. My contract says you have to die. By your hand? I mean, probably. I didn't really read it. Um, and then he uh, throws another uh, uh, blast at you. Um, this one hits um up and to the right behind you. It totally blows up one of those like. In case of emergency, here are the fire exit signs that are always in like well-designed. Just torches it. It's very ironic, uh, but but destroyed. Um, Cooney, can you roll me an insight check, please? Insight uh, twelve. Twelve. Um, that was a close one. Uh, the uh, and from the the kind of blast radius that it it had on the uh, the wall behind you. Uh, it's like an unpleasant one. So uh, definitely don't want to be hit by these is the lesson yeah. of the day. <laughs> I know right. you wouldn't have been able to huh. uh, ascertain that without a roll, but like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you got. <clears throat> so keep in mind, um, since we are picking this up after uh, playing yesterday, this is um, a Beauty and the Beast style, like beautiful three-story uh, library space uh, with balconies. Beyond those balconies are stacks. So it's not like there's just kind of like this. The, the balcony is probably about um, two meters wide railing. Um, there is a stairwell uh, on the north wall that kind of goes up through the center. Um, think like a, this is probably just for, for those of us in Toronto, but a um, bit of a Toronto reference library vibe where there's a lot of vertical space. Um, but yeah, so uh, staircase to the north um, beyond the, uh, the little sort of balconies with railings deep stacks so there are places to like run and hide and to try and lose them um it's not like you're just in a, a big cube that they can shoot you in okay uh, but um yeah leave it to you yeah i don't want to hurt bucky but i think i don't know if i have a choice um i'm gonna run on the first floor are there stacks to to run into uh there are they're a little bit more limited um there's a lot of seating down here um so little sort of booths for those little uh cubicle booths um that you find in libraries that have like the little desk with the shelf and uh, a lamp. Um, so there are um, a few of those and then some round tables with chairs. This this would seem to be kind of where people bring the things they found to examine them. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can dive into cover and kind of hide from his line of sight. Sure, yeah, I dig that. Uh, can you roll a stealth check, please? Six, uh, 19. 19. Great. A so six becomes a 19. <laughs> Let's just all appreciate that for a moment. Yes. Yeah, I didn't track that. That's horrifying. That's uh, that's expertise. Sorry, I should have made you roll a nature check. That would have been... <laughs> but Survival. Are the yeah. berries safe to eat or are they bad berries? Uh, you'll never know, but you no. will hide. <laughs> uh, all right, so Quinny, you uh, dramatically uh, slide under um, one of the uh, one of these sort of like rows of uh, of cubicles, and I think start kind of John McClaning your way through it. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, you hear uh, uh, Bucky yell, uh, oh, "Look out, everyone! He's headed for the stacks! Quick!" 
um, and you hear a bunch of muffled sounds of uh, of agreement. Um, you see the all the the masked people kind of like looking around and kind of like stumbling a little bit. Um, you realize that uh, as with any mask of this sort, the sight lines are actually shit. Um, <laughs> so they're kind of relying, like there's a little bit of the like trying to peek and like you can see that they're they're having a bit of a hard time with it. Um, but uh, as soon as Bucky kind of yells that um, and, and points, um, you hear some muffled like okay, go 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 go. Uh, and a bunch of them start rushing um, towards the uh, the east stacks uh, on uh, on the ground floor. Uh, you're crawling through the cubicles uh, on the west wall. Okay. Uh, I now that I'm sort of like obscured from him, I basically want to start like yeah, like sneaking around, but also I still want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to shout out. Uh, uh, Bucky, come on, man. We we can talk first, right? You you can kill me later, can't you? Um, and uh, you you hear a sound of muffled like, oh wait, no, he's not over there. He's he's under these cubicles. Get him! Uh, and immediately the masked figures uh, sort of turn and, and start rushing towards the the cubicles. That's and Bucky fine. just yells, my my bad, sorry guys. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna attempt to relocate uh, and hide. It's I'm very much cat and mousing it right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, give me a stealth check at disadvantage, please. No, he's only going to roll an 18 this time. <laughs> I rolled in that 20 and then a 10, so it's a 23. <laughs> I rolled in that 20 and then lost it to disadvantage, but then used my skill to regain a better score. <laughs> Fucking monster. Um, all right, so um, uh, as the, the robe figures come kind of rushing over, um, you quickly kind of dart um, over beneath one of the round tables. <clears throat> and you just hear Bucky say, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Quinney, uh, I, I wish I could not uh, kill you, but um, the one of many faces was, was very clear that if you showed up here, we, we had to we had to get you because you, you, uh, you know, you, you, you backed out of your deal with him and he's pretty mad about that. So I'm, I'm afraid I have to kill you. We can't really talk. I, I shouldn't be talking right now. Um, I just I missed you and it's kind of nice to chat. But uh, anyway, you got to die. I'm sorry. Um, OK, uh, OK. Uh, hang on one sec. One sec. I'm getting a call. Yeah, no, um, no, you've, okay. Okay, look, Yevgenovich is on his way, uh, and he's pretty murdery these days, so you might, you might want to get, get out of here, Mr. Quinney. And, and by that, I mean, uh, out of your mortal coil, because I got to kill you. Uh, and then the <laughs> cubicles behind you explode, um, where, where you previously were. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, the robe figures quickly kind of, like, do that stupid guard thing that people do in movies where someone's, like, hiding in a haystack, where they're just, like, using their, um, their spears to, like, edge things aside looking for Quinny body, but there is no Quinny body to be found. Okay. Um, are, th- are these masked fellows all together as one group, or are they split up where the I three, need to avoid uh, The three on your floor are all grouped up around, uh, those west cubicles now. Um, they basically move as a cluster. The guys who are up top are are kind of uh, attempting an Overwatch situation, but again, with the masks, their sight lines are pretty bad. Um, but uh, they're kind of standing by. They're also too far away to really be of much much assistance right now. Okay. Um. In that case. Um. I'll. Uh, I just need to see if I need line of sight on someone. Okay, uh, that's fine. I was going to cut away anyway, so I'll do that yep. now. Uh, Reginald, you are uh, out Same. in the hallway. Um, Invisible. A few holding moments. A, yeah. Holding a flaming hammer, waiting for a guard. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, a few moments ago uh, before the first uh, hit when Quinny had just um, snuck into the room. 
Um, the uh, the guard is approaching. Uh, he's got his his mace out, um, and uh, he's, he's just uh, saying like, uh, "Hey, uh, uh, sir, I, I heard you fall over out here. Uh, the the lawyers will probably be here soon, and they'll sue you. Yeah, they'll sue you unless I help you up and make sure that we don't say anything about this. So, like, where where are you? Let let, let me come help you up so that you don't get sued." So I'm imagining I'd be standing like around a corner or somewhere kind of hidden, but waiting for him to get close. Tom, can I try to hit this guy in the crotch with a Warhammer? Because that's sort of where he's heading. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll allow it. Great. Um, like just golf swing it up into him? Yeah, pretty much. Oof. Yeah, so I'll just say uh, roll an attack with advantage because I think like he's not looking for an invisible person. He's looking at the floor. Right. Um, walking around, he's got kind of a wide stance, so you're in uh, you're in luck here. Yeah, so I think he's just going to go for the golf swing below, and then one around it into the gut. Uh, and as he attacks, he's just going to yell, "Get him, Quinny!" Because <laughs> he thinks Quinny is there to also help. Quinny's just hiding. Great, go ahead and roll. All right, so for the first attack, that's a net twenty, uh, and for the <laughs> second attack, that is a twenty-four. <laughs> Oh, let me Damn. check the AC. Uh, well, I mean, yes, obviously, yes, very much. I think I got him. All yeah. right, let's see some damage. <laughs> All right, so from the second attack, because I have to do less math. All right, that does nine regular damage plus five fire damage okay. for 14 total. And then the, the net 20. The nat Fire 20 damage. does 11 regular damage. No, uh, no, 15 regular damage and uh, 20 fire damage. What the fuck? Sometimes oh you roll God. real dog shit on 2d6, and then nice. when you get to double 2d6, it gets way better. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you you, you swing up um, hard uh, and score that, that sweet, sweet critical, uh, and you're getting prepared to crank back, but as, as hammer meets nuts... Um, it just keeps going, and uh, you hear a crunch as his pelvis inverts, uh, and your hammer just keeps going oh. up uh, to, oh. to kind of like mid mid tum tum, uh, and his oh. eyes just go wide, and he just says, "Damn you, quitty!" And then he he blinks out of existence as he is overkilled by an extraordinary <laughs> amount. Final Fantasy oh. 10 overkill like comes up over his name. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Wow, I was, I am so sorry. I was trying to take you alive. I'm a hero now. Uh, uh, Do you I, say I'm to so nothing? Sorry. Like just a uh, yeah. pile of clothes? Yeah, I just <laughs> say a, to the body on the ground. As I... Body's gone. He blinked out of existence. <laughs> oh, wow. He just says to the hallway, uh, I guess we're both invisible now. I'm going to go help Quinny. Uh, <laughs> he just invisibly goes to go to the library he guesses uh sure so um you uh you make your way towards the library um feeling like kind of guilty about that but also good that you're stealthy like it, it's taking you a long time but you finally got there uh that is of course until you step through the door of the library where you feel a a tingle and uh your invisibility completely drops off uh and from upstairs you hear ah holy shit reginald tingler Die! Uh, and a blast of chaos magic is hurled at you. Uh, meanwhile, uh, back at prom, um, uh-oh, Moonhammer. Uh, you know, you came with one dance partner and someone else has arrived. Uh, standing before you in a, a, a puddle of uh, dead prom king. 
he got reverse carried, uh, you know, like normally you dump the blood on. In this case, the blood came from from below. Um, but uh, standing in the mess that was Ramsey Blade Shadow is uh, Captain Plantier. Um, you, uh, you of course, remember him as, uh, as having uh, kind of like a Chris Pine vibe of just like uh, a little too handsome. Uh, that can either swing really charming or incredibly douchey, depending on uh, how much smarm he puts in his smile. This is full smarm, like into the woods, Chris Pine level douchebag. Um, <laughs> got uh, is uh, you know he's wearing like a form fitted uh, jumpsuit that shows off his physique far more than is strictly necessary for any garment. Uh, he's wearing his traditional red underwear with a globe belt. Um, he is, however, uh, the side of his face is is a burnt mess. Uh, like, it is a, a massive, uh, think uh, Two-Face, but not from the Nolan films, but like Tommy Lee Jones Two-Face, where it's just like um, almost cartoonishly uh, like bright purple with like green veins. Um, and uh, one of his arms is, uh, you notice he's wearing like, uh, an extraordinarily long glove um, that like goes to the elbow. Um, and beyond that, you can see a little bit of burn uh, burn work as well. Uh, but standing before before you, um, uh, smirking with his hands on his hips, uh, trying to strike a pose that's impressive, but ends up looking just kind of desperate. Um, you remember. Uh, you remember everything. Uh, you remember how uh, he threatened to uh, destroy uh, your brother after he tricked him into uh, jumping into the scythe. Uh, you remember the the threats he made uh, against uh, the the worshippers of Moonhammer in all realms, uh, and you remember the sham marriage you agreed to in order to protect your followers. Uh, a sham marriage that was literally in contract and rings only. You've never touched this man. The only way you'd want to is to punch him. Uh, so he's been strutting around saying he's married to you. And admittedly, when you were just in your circle of gods, that was kind of fine. It was one of those like, uh, like Greek mythology weddings where everyone's like, okay, sure, Zeus, I bet you're really going to settle down today. Um, and that was fine. You were, it was a bullet you were willing to bite because you've never put any fucking stake in it. Um, that said, now that you know your brother is safe and out there, you know, the realms are falling apart anyway. It's time to get out of this bullshit. So, um, Captain Plantier stands before you uh, and uh, just kind of says, uh, so, uh, where you been? <laughs> Can I just, like, smack him in the face with my porous hammer hand? Yeah, go for it. Um, so, go ahead and roll uh, an attack, please. Uh, the, yeah, this so, d20, one? and then you're going to add nine. Uh, 19. That does not hit. Um, you swing your swing your hammer, um, and uh, incredibly quickly, uh, with a, a blur, uh, he just dodges slightly back uh, and uh, just kind of shakes his head. And he's like, "Just as feisty as I remember, but also just as slow." <clears throat> Moonhammer, I gotta tell you, I've been looking everywhere for you and you haven't called, you haven't written, and uh, I'm pretty sure marriage is supposed to involve like maybe some snuggling or something at some point, and that's not happened. I'm not clear on the details, but like I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So what do you say we just kill all these assholes and go in our merry way? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Did you think that I wanted to be in this marriage and be married to you? 
Yeah, look, he said the guy, you know, that guy we paid, he said till death do us part. And like we got the rings and everything. That means that you, you'll never leave me alone uh, and that I'll always have a, a mandatory friend. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh but yeah, till death do us part. But like I already died. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I died. This marriage is, yeah. Who who killed you? Uh, the dude with all those faces. Okay, that sounds made <laughs> up. But okay, well we'll deal with that in a second. But okay, well we got to get remarried then. You know what? You know what? That's fine. I'm gonna go find a contract that'll sort all this out. Uh, I know a guy. You you stay here. Uh, actually, I don't I don't like all these these people. Uh. Looking around, you might find another prom king one gone. So, uh, you know what? Hang on. Uh, can you swim? Well, um, I'm pretty dense. <laughs> okay, great. So I'll find you at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, hang tight. And then he punches the floor. Uh, and the uh, entire dance floor begins to crack. Uh, and uh, gods, both alive and dead, uh, begin to fall uh, into the water below. After which um, he uh, winks. Um, and then uh, bolts up into the sky. Um, Butthole and Juniper, uh, the entire glass floor of uh, God Prom is is shattering, uh, and people are beginning to fall into the water below. What do you do? Also, Butthole, how, how have you been feeling about all this? This is... This is a lot. Uh, you've observed this this exchange between your beloved god, Moonhammer, and her shitty, shitty ex... <laughs> Well, you know, I think she made some pretty good arguments. So I think Butthole's clinging to the idea that she died, so marriage done. She's single. Like, I think he's like, that's perfect. That checks every one of his boxes. He can marry a divorcee. This is great. Uh, he also would immediately be looking for how close he was to an exit to see if he could get out of the sinking into water room. He is uh, a very heavy non-buoyant man so this thing is floating above the water uh and the rampways up were removed when the prom began so you're currently on just like a floating disc of glass uh you know in classic uh a night under the sea style except this time you're actually going to be under the sea uh so the um yeah there there is no current there's currently no rampway uh back to land uh you're kind of drifting out over the water right now to be fair it was beautiful just very poorly planned. Okay, so I will run up to Moonhammer and say, okay, I'm going to pray about this, but I figured I'd cut out the middleman. Please save me, please save me. Oh, God, as you promised, nothing bad would happen. Okay, I have an idea. <laughs> There's decorations around here, right? There are, yes. Meticulously... Uh taped up like perfect so i'm assuming there's those really big like tacky balloons that are like mermaid colored like blue like those big foil ones you best believe there's big foil balloons excellent okay gonna grab a bunch of those balloons <laughs> and we're gonna take them down with us we can like breathe in the helium when we get underwater <laughs> Like, how far are we from shore? Could we potentially walk on the bottom of the water? To Hypothetically, like, and, yes. Okay, and we can, like, breathe in some of the helium. Like, our voices are going to get really high, but we could potentially kind of, like, lock ourselves. <laughs> oh, wait, this is good. And if we need a backup plan, we could use this guy. Uh, and I just grab the snorkel god and oh, guy, yes. drag him over. <laughs> yes, I... He's like, what are you doing? Do you want to shake hands? Nope, you're going to do a job, motherfucker. Uh <laughs> can we just, like, rip off his hands? 
Yeah, I'm not going to stop Okay, you. I'm going to smash his hands ah! with my hammers. We're going to smash them off oh so we get his God. snorkels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as so you do, the blood the of the various people he stabbed with them comes just like jetting out of his stumps. It's great getting to work with you, I say to Moonhammer, while we murder a man. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't let anything happen to you. Oh, you are so the best. Like twist off the snorkel on his face, and I'm just going to... Th- thrust it to a butthole we're gonna give one to mrs paisley uh, yeah mrs paisley as well Excellent. hold on to this <laughs> oh that would be lovely thank you looks like <laughs> you didn't want to die <laughs> forge a way to breathe underwater uh <laughs> all right so with with your gruesome snorkels in in hand uh the glass floor shatters and uh the three of you uh, drop um, alongside like falling gods in uh, you know Justice League just came out so in classic Zack Snyder slow motion fashion like everyone's falling around you but they're all in soft focus and like you're in hard focus and we cut to different angles of you falling in slow motion it increases our runtime by about an hour 40 um, but it really gets us to that four hour sweet spot we're aiming for um, and uh, yeah you, you all just just kind of tumble um, Moonhammer, uh, as you fall, um, you, you manage to, um, lock eyes, um, with, uh, the, uh, the, the, the demon Baal, uh, who has the, uh, the key that you require. Um, and, uh, you see him, um, just like, and he's like a, a classic, like fucking devil's devil style demon, like big sharp teeth, full red, giant horns, very much like, uh, I know where I referenced this, but like Tim Curry and legend, like that kind of guy. Um, and you just see him like at all muscles, like fucking skull belt, the whole thing, just like sticking like little water wings, um, <laughs> on his arms and like stretching them over his biceps. And it just kind of like flexes them a couple times and looks at them. Um, and then he puts a little dainty swim cap on over his horns and then just does like the, just the sweetest little, little jump and dive into the water but yes uh, everyone falls around you and you plunge into the dark waters the hosts of dum dums and dragons are 420 friendly all year round which is why we are excited to have indicloud back as a sponsor as indicloud gets ready for summer they're rolling out a new product dank sickles <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Snarf, 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 snarf. Wait, Goblin Jr., slow down. You're not wearing your translation amulet. Oh, hey, that's much better. Hi, I'm Goblin Jr., uh, beloved wolf companion of the Dum Dums and Dragons crew. And uh, listen, if you're enjoying our adventures, our, our snarfy fun, uh, you know, the adventures of, of Butthole and Quinny and Alan and Juniper and Bucky and all the rest, well, uh, listen, you'd really be doing us a solid if you'd go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And hey, you know, if you want to help us on our adventures, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can gain access to uh, Snarfy Discord and talk to all sorts of other fans about the shows. Uh, and you know, it just goes up from there. You can get ad-free feeds. You can uh, add your own characters. Uh, hell, you can even make an NPC at the $25 level. And you get your name in the credits at the end, which is which is a lot of fun, I'm told. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know too much just being a wolf and all, but uh, what I do know is if you enjoy our adventures as much as uh, me and the crew like going on them, well, Patreon's a great way to help out. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, see you around, and I'll take this stupid amulet off. Snarf, 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 snarf. As you begin to drift uh, lower and lower into the murky depths, suddenly all those cranky gods who have been dumped in the water uh, begin to stalk towards you, and they look like a bunch of rejected extras from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. they just got, like, barnacles and fucking seaweed and a bunch of shit, um, and uh, they just start, you know, lurching towards you. Uh, it seems like if you're going to get out of here, it's going to have to be a rather uh, quick escape. What do you do? Uh, Tom, I would like to take... Uh, to gesture Moonhammer and Mrs. Paisley close to me, and then I would like to cast Hammer Guardians on myself. So I I start farting under the water, and the bubbles start popping out. And it's a lot of speed farts. Like I describe it as like a Tommy gun of farts. But all of the farts start to swirl around to become mini hammers. So now in 15 feet all around me, there's just a swirling hurricane of hammers uh, that will damage anyone who approaches into the field. It hits them when they enter and then each turn afterwards. Uh, and it slows their speed by half the moment they touch it. So we can keep walking at full speed, the three of us, if we stay in the center. But it'll make people charging us slow down dramatically and get injured as they get close. So Butthole's just hoping he can keep the gods back as we go forwards. Um, okay, amazing. So uh, you you start to, to make your way... Um, Moonhammer, uh, you've kept your eyes on Baal uh, and his key. Um, it would seem that he's swimming uh, the opposite direction from shore. What do you do? You said there were boats in this uh, harbor? 
Uh, there are some uh, sunken ships uh, down here, but uh, no, down down where you are now underwater, it's it's just like wreckage. This is basically like a punishment zone uh, for gods. So if you pissed off someone, uh, some kind of water deity, like you pissed off Poseidon in life, they dump you here. Uh, so there's a bunch of like, uh, think like a Little Mermaid level of like broken ships and crap just kind of down here. Uh, who's it's and what's it's galore. Um, but uh, in the in the harbor, there would be ships, but that's kind of towards shore and, and a, a fair distance away. The direction that you uh, that Butthole is suggesting you, you currently go. Okay, so he's suggesting we go to land and Ball is just swimming out into the horizon like the yeah seemingly swimming off into the horizon now it's not that you necessarily need to chase him you could try and get a message to him um it might be in his benefit to join you in the 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 hammer time uh but it's up to you how you want to try and approach this okay is there like are there mermaids or anything in this water um yeah we can say there's like uh there are a bunch of kind of merfolk swimming around uh who seem to kind of be the uh the devil the underwater devil equivalent of like the devils with pitchforks are just there to like make sure you keep doing your stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but they're, they're just in a fucking tizzy because suddenly there's a bunch of shit down here that it wasn't supposed to be down here. And I think we mentioned earlier that the gods tend to throw things they don't like in the, in, in the ocean. So like these, these like demonic mer people are just furious. Uh, and they're all I like devils and got like spines everywhere and all that shit. Can I just like lob bunny hops at him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and roll me an athletics check. Uh, we'll see how far you can you can fastball special bunny hops. Okay. Oh, I'm... I it, it it oh yeah no the other one's concentration. I can't do it, but <laughs> I wanted to help you, but I can't because I'm concentrating on keeping us alive. <laughs> no, do I have to add? I get to add athletics to it though. Yes, that's correct. In the skills, so uh, oh seven. <laughs> Um, so you Sorry. grab bunny hops and you just fucking throw them as hard as you can. You like do a full hammer toss, uh, but your hands are hammers. So you kind of just have like his little garb wedged between your hammers and you spin around, uh, and you release him. Uh, and it's a glorious toss. Like you've, you've thrown your share of bunny hops in your day. Um, but, uh, unfortunately because you're underwater, he just like goes soaring, like maybe a foot outside the water and then just starts to drift. Um, and he just kind of waves at you. Say weirdly <laughs> enough, his his movement is also cut in half by the hammers. Why not? We'll just say I did forgot to protect bunny hops. So he's, yeah, yeah. So he's just kind of like, like drifting, getting bashed around by hammers. Yeah, but, but like he's waving like you did a great job. Like you yeah. nailed like double thumbs up. Oh yeah, he's also deaf now because his fire ears definitely went out in the water. Yep. Oh, what about your hair? Hair out. Oh no. Well, okay. Truly, the there are many crimes. More, that more aqua dynamic this way, I guess. Captain Plantier must pay for um, hydrodynamic. I don't know. Does ah, like um, does Mrs. Paisley or anything have any special skills that we can use? Perhaps do you have any? Mrs. Paisley can, can do forgery, but that's about it. Okay. Um, do you yeah. need any documents? Oh, Mrs. Paisley can send some sort of letter message in a bottle or something to float over to him. To be clear, my hammers only work for 10 minutes and then we're fucked. <laughs> I had uh, never written underwater before, but I could try, buddy. Uh, okay, so Bunny Hops is like still close enough that you could whip a bottle at him. You could probably get it and try and swim it to ball. Um, Laura, what uh, 
given that you're a master of forgery and you need ball to eventually the, the goal here not being that ball will just like magically swim over to you because it's say, gonna take bunny hops a while to get there for the record laura and i don't know you need anything from ball oh, you yeah. didn't tell us so <laughs> you've just asked if she can make a document yes so we I don't guess, even know there's a problem and, we're and, walking to shore <laughs> you just thought she really fucking hates bunny hops yeah <laughs> fuck this guy okay so then uh, in that case uh Alyssa, it's up to you how much Moonhammer would tell uh mrs paisley and and by the whole about uh, what she needs. Um, it does, uh, Bunny Hops is close enough that you can still whip a bottle at him and uh, he could swim it to ball, but um, also far enough away that you can't just tell him whatever you're trying to tell tell people. Okay. So these guys are on my team. Like for sure, I know Butthole is a loyal subject. I feel like I would let him in on what I was doing. He knows that my goal is to get home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would tell him that this guy has a key that we need to get. And... Like, we can't, we obviously have to get to shore because we're both not buoyant. Um, So I don't know how we would chase him, but we definitely have to get him this message. But, yeah. Like, how are, like, does he know that I need this key or? He does not. Uh, It is, it's just a thing that he's in possession of. Um, It's not part of winning uh, God Prom. Um, you were just using God Prom as uh, basically it was an excuse to get in the same room with him, so you could try and uh, steal it or fight him or what have you in order to obtain this. So this was this has all been a, a long con for you uh, to help get home. Um, so whatever message you send would need to have something in it that would convince him that it's worth meeting up with you guys uh, and likely a location um, that he he could. Um, Given that you don't really know God Hell all that well, maybe we'll skip the location. Um, we'll just say that, like, maybe the shore. <laughs> That's uh, a good location. Yeah. The odds of bunny hops reaching him, like you guys would have to like camp out on the shore if that's if that's your plan. In all likelihood, it'll have to be like a we'll say bunny hops can find you. So like ball at best, ball will come find you at some point, depending on the message you write. Otherwise, you might just kill bunny hops. Could I promise him something? Sure. Like, because uh, when I go home, somebody else is going to have to be the new. Yeah. New and what you know, and Ball is like a pretty classic demon devil type. And uh, he has been foiled in his attempts to rule Avernus, uh, his, his realm, for quite some mm-hmm. time. So handing him a hell is a pretty good deal for him. Okay. So... Once I get out, like, I got to get out of here anyway and take down, I'm assuming we have to take down the man of many faces to get out of here, too? Yes, very much so. So he is going to be dethroned (laughs) if we can do that. And if I can do that, then he can have a hell. So I'm going to put that in the letter, I guess. Great. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Shall shall it be a formal contract, Yuri? (laughs) I mean... Would that be one way to get the attention of the man of many faces as well if we're doing up contracts? Contracts definitely seem to work real well down here. Okay, then let's do it. Great. So, yes, uh, Moonhammer, what you remember uh, from your time as as Queen of Hell is you basically you found the way home in your palace. Unfortunately, you didn't have the keys required to open it. Uh, so currently you're in possession of... Um, one of the three keys. Uh, Bal has another one. 
once you have the one from Baal, you'll be able to get the final key. And then all you need to do is become queen of hell again and you can go home. Um, so yes, you'll have to dethrone Manny, obtain the two keys. Uh, you have the um, uh, the wood key. Uh, you need uh, the bone key and the iron key in order to uh, unlock the, uh, just a back door into reality that uh, was originally installed in all the hells as a way for uh, Asmodeus, the the ruler of all the rings of hell, uh, to kind of come and go as he pleased. But over time, he kind of got lazy about it. So now it's just that situation where everyone has a key to the back door. Um, but uh, they've been spread out across many people in an attempt to make sure that no one does what you're attempting to do. Granted, you're trying to go home. They're more worried about people going sightseeing and ruining reality. Like our old friend... Uh, Avalon Riker did breaking reality in a different episode. So, um, yes, uh, that makes sense to me. You've written up a contract, Mrs. Paisley. Uh, let's let's roll for this to see how good your contract is. Here's okay. a question for you, though, Laura. This isn't actually a forgery. Well, what I was thinking is like because now I'm well, assuming that the contract that like Bucky had that he was supposed to sign was already like countersigned. And advanced by the one of many faces. Yeah. So I've seen that signature. Um, Could it technically be a forgery from me because I can't write because I have hammer hands? Yeah, yeah, I'd buy that. Uh, Ryan, what so did you have? I was going to say, for me. did Juniper see Bucky's contract? Because Butthole didn't. We didn't see the contract. He was gone and left a letter. Mm. This is true. Yeah, maybe you're right. And Quinny could probably describe yeah. it to you, but... Um, uh, Reginald, like, has yeah. a, Reginald has a copy of the signature because he has the Lavender Man's one, but that's a future All right. solution, then I'm, not a, this problem. I'm forging with permission. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, so Laura, go ahead and roll. Um, I guess I guess the main reason I want to know about the forgery piece is it seems like this wouldn't be deception, but also given that we've established that that is your, your like contract writing skill i don't want to deprive well, the you thing your- is it's actually like anything i do using the skills i have oh okay great cool so if it's re- basically if it's related to that makes perfect sense i my, my kid <laughs> i don't yeah. want to play a version of this game where it's like wow you're really good at fortune yeah. documents oh you want to write a genuine one no you're shit at that you just can't <laughs> do that you're so bad at it you start throwing in hereby's and where to fours for no fucking reason. Oh my god, I had a landlord who did that. It was awful. All right. Um <laughs> start adding those stickers to sign in places where there's no signature required. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Great. So um, um in that case, Laura, uh shall we say I'd say persuasion, sleight of hand, or deception would be the ones I would um lean toward yeah deception if you're writing deception yeah sure great i think deception makes the most sense okay um so uh roll your dice and then laura i'm gonna need a an excerpt of this uh in moonhammer's voice as written by mrs paisley oh good lord okay so that's a nat 20 so it's a total of 34 Okay, you so let's see, you can do the excerpt. Oh, so good. At this. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, Moonhammer, uh, what does the contract say uh, in, in Moonhammer voice? Uh, <laughs> Bal, I hereby grant you ownership over, what was the name of the hell that you wanted? Uh, the administratum. 
over all of the administratum if you grant me the possession of the bone key. Uh, this contract will be enacted when I take my place as the rightful queen of hell. Good contract. I like it. Um, what's your what's your sign off? Are you a sincerely? Are you a cheers? Are you uh, an XOXO gossip girl? Like what's the uh, what's the signifier there? Uh, yours truly, Moon Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh so mrs paisley um you show this to moonhammer for her approval and like moonhammer you were shocked this is uh pretty much exactly how you would have written it although not how you would have spelt your name that's that's just uh <laughs> the merch the power of merch uh you know you're just you're, you're stuck just like uh vic denbar in our star wars show just your name changes based on the merch um so uh with that you uh stuff it quickly into a bottle um that I think you can just find you pull out like a loving uh, love letter from like a lost sailor and just like chuck it into the water and stuff a stuff your <laughs> message in uh, and toss it to bunny hops. Um, and it's like a, an epic, like, you know, the beginning of 2001, a space odyssey flying bone. where just like, it's so the bottom majestically spins top over bottom soars for like the foot that bunny hops was away. It's not that far really it seems very dramatic because it's slow but you're all kind of left just standing there waiting as he kind of has his little tiny hand out he grabs it waves again um clamps it between his bone teeth uh and starts uh swimming away to uh towards Baal, uh leaving you free to make your way to the shore uh as the dark denizens of the sea begin to coalesce around you Meanwhile, uh, Reginald, uh, rut row raggy, uh, you've run into a room full of people who look like they're they're up to no good. Uh, what do you do? You've got chaos magic flying at you. So there's chaos magic flying at me. I could see three people on the ground, the two people high up, and they all are in spooky masks, yep. right? Great. Reginald would like to do some drugs. So he is going to use a bonus action to take out a gem and crack it and snort it. Uh, and then he turns into the more monstrous version of himself that we've seen before. So like slightly more muscly fangs, claws, he's got his hammer. Uh, and then he's just going to charge while yelling like, Quirly, where are you? Uh, <laughs> and then he's just going to start swinging with his hammer. So now that he's all drugged up, he's got three attacks with an attack off. Wow. So he's going to charge. So, Ryan, what I'm going to do before you do that is uh, I'm going to see you get hit by this blast. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> like, you're you're hulking out. Uh, the blast hits you. But as it does, like, this was the thing that would have, like, knocked you on your ass and leveled you before. But instead, it just kind of, like, it's like when someone, like, I don't know, like, Tony Stark, like, shoots the Hulk or something. And the Hulk's just kind of like, Ugh. Like, <laughs> it's inconvenient, but not the worst. Um, so uh, that's going to be 12 points of damage, sir. Okay. Um, but it uh, would have been much... That's uh, 12 points of damage against hulked out Reginald, not against normal Reginald. It would have been considerably more. Um, so good work. Um, but yes, now you're you're charging forward with your three attacks. Go ahead. Great. Dare I ask if I get advantage because they were looking for Quinny? Um, I think given that... 
uh, Bucky that I yelled, yelled my own name when I charged. You yelled your own name. Uh, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, you've lost. You've lost the advantage. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Okay, so I have an eighteen to hit on the first attack. Yep, that'll hit. Great, and that one will do. Oh, let me double check because I have a fighting style. Ooh, I get to re-roll damage rolls of one. That's great because I had two ones on oh, two of my three dice. Also, that's Yikes. a fucking useful power. There is nothing worse than like, yeah, I fucking hit it. Uh, two two one damage. damage. Oh, I get yeah. to add three. Ooh, I get to re-roll twos as well, and they both came up twos, so uno momento. <laughs> if you There's get to re-roll threes mother- as well, I'm like, should we just take sixes? <laughs> There's a reason this motherfucker doesn't carry shields. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've rolled four twos in a row. This is wild. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, he did uh, nine regular damage and nine fire damage with the first hit. All right. Yeah, the guy's looking pretty rough, but he's still up, but not not by much. The second hit is a 19 to hit, so I that'll know hit. that'll hit. Okay, that one does... Uh, tw- 12 regular damage plus 11 fire damage for 23 damage total. Uh, he is uh, like you smash him. Uh, the mask shatters uh, and the shards kind of go into his face. Um, and um, he just spits out a, a mouthful of, you can see he's got kind of one of those like spooky demon jaws with like the giant fangs under, under the, the mask spits out a, a mouthful of uh, mask. He is looking real rough. Both these guys look pretty fucked up. Great. The other one is just there's there's just red soaking through the uh, the white robe. Yeah, I think this is vaguely like a smaller Hulk versus Loki scenario of just like hammer down, hammer down. <laughs> third guy. Uh, so that is an a seventeen to hit for the yep, third. That'll one. hit. Great, barely, but goes through. Okay, there we go. Two ones became a 10. There we go. Uh, so that is a total of 14 regular damage and seven fire damage. Uh, Damn, man. Yeah, they are all like real, real fucked up. They're all still standing, but it's standing is a strong term for, for what the, these these fellows are doing there. They're, they're definitely, uh, there's a lot of wobbling going on, um, various uh, uh, bleedings and on fires occurring. Uh, but yeah, you, you've done quite a number on them. Great. Then, yeah, he's just going to keep focusing on murder until he can find Quinny. Fair enough. Uh, Quinny, uh, you managed to, uh, to to get free and hide. Um, you can see uh, sort of what's what's going on. Reginald just arrived. He's swinging hard. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Or, uh, sorry, insight. Okay. I don't think I have a modifier on insight. Nope. So that's just an 18. 18. Um, based on what you've observed so far of of what Bucky's been doing, he seems to be actively trying to guide them away from you. Um, you also notice that he didn't hit you with either of his attacks, which for Bucky is actually kind of a bit of an outlier, given that uh, what with his chaos magic and such, like he's actually more likely to hit you all the time. Um, yeah. So you're starting to get the sense that he he might just be playing this up a bit. Um, that said, it also occurs to you that. Uh, Bucky would be entirely unaware that this is a different Reginald Tingler and would only know Reginald as the guy who killed Butthole back in the day or killed uh, Quinny back in the day. So is is like this, this is a legitimate assault. Uh, right. Whereas the previous one was a lot of like misdirection and and trying. You know, it's the classic undercover cop thing where it's like 
Oh no, that there's a cop here and he's going out the fire escape. Get in the elevator. He's going out the fire escape. Oh, he punched <laughs> me real hard. I'll cover for you. Like it's a bit of that that vibe, but this is like a we gotta shoot this cop. <laughs> um, so okay. yeah, what do you do? He's on the third floor. Uh, Bucky is on Bucky's the second on two. floor. He's on the second floor. Okay. There are two guys up top on the third. <laughs> They've okay. done nothing so far. Right. Um, I'll run out into the middle of the room and I will basically try to just vault off one of the tables and leap up to the second floor with my boots of springing and striding. Just take a <sighs> running jump boots. and just... Sure. Uh, give me an acrobatics, please, sir. Down. Uh, da, 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 acrobatics. Oh, Jesus. Um, that's uh, 30. <laughs> yeah. So you, you spring halfway up and then you do that like Mario spin that just like helicopters you somehow, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you land on the, the upper floor. Um, and, uh, Bucky just quickly turns to you and he's like, Mr. Quinny, quick, get down. Reginald Tingler's here. He keeps yelling for you. He's after you. Different guy. He's helping me now that the other Reginald's dead. Oh, Hey, that's nice. Uh, also, sorry about shooting at you. Uh, listen, you you, you got to get out of here. Uh, the one of many faces will know. But look, we've got a whole resistance going. I'll tell you about it later, but you got to go. Uh, okay, man. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he um, just kind of like uh, reaches into his pocket, pulls out a scroll, um, and you see his eyes go um, a bright shade of purple. Um, and the scroll glows, um, and there's kind of like a burst of magical energy, and he just shoves it into your hand. Uh, and where there was no script, uh, you can now see there is there there is script. And he's like, "Make sure to burn that later." Uh, okay, I gotta go back to pretend to kill your friend. Goodbye. Uh, and then he just like leaps off the balcony um, and kind of like squirrel suits down towards uh, <laughs> Reginald in the fight. Um. Uh, amazing. Uh. <laughs> I uh can I spend an action still? Yep. Um uh I'm uh, I'm just going to say like as he like descends I'm just going to say hey sorry but I got to make this look legit uh and I'm going to cast command uh on Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing. Um he is uh, I think a willing target if somewhat confused. So uh I'll say just just you you can just go ahead. Uh, what do you command Bucky to do? Also, I'm going to let you do Bucky's voice for this because uh, I, I don't need to be running any plot points for you anymore. So, uh, something to just like hold him still. Uh, I, I will just say uh, uh, it's kind of mean, but I'll just point a finger, an enchanted finger, and just be like, "Sit!" And so he'll <laughs> descend, and he'll just. Uh, if he is willing, there is a save that needs to be made, but if he's, I think he's willing, if he he'd, fails he'd it intentionally, to, he'd let this go, uh, yeah. he'll just, uh, he'll just like land and be like, oh boy, he got me. And he'll just like sit down cross-legged and have to spend his turn just sitting. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and I'll, and... I'll see, like Reginald, we're getting out of here, but we need divorce papers. And also that thing about contract law. We got something good here, I think. <laughs> Does it help with divorces or contract law? There's a problem in that this ability Reginald took gives him disadvantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, so he is stupider than normal. Uh, at which point, um, <laughs> the east wall uh, implodes as a bluish-green bullet rips through it, uh, lands in a, uh, an Iron Man pose that he holds for just like a second too uh, long, and you can kind of see him looking around uh, to make sure everyone noticed. 
Um, and then clap, Captain Plantier rises uh, to his full height, puts his hands on his hips, kind of thrusts out his crotch as he's like to do in his poses and says, did somebody say divorces? This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye Butcher. is over there, and the other eye is rolled over exactly there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. <laughs> I've rolled a one. Oh, you so, rolled a so. one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 